Welcome in to another episode of Kentucky Thrones Radio, a very special episode. We're double dipping this week, TJ Walker. Yeah, we are. The first one was not enough. It Nick really Rush. wasn't. And we, you know, here's here's the deal. I talked to Nick about this. I think we maybe we mentioned it on the radio show, but I, I'm 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 vetoing doing the podcast at the radio station in the studio. We get an audience. I feel like we get peer pressured a little yeah. bit. We can't really let our hair down. So well, I never can. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, and I. I Hardly can. You, you uh, could you cut it. Yeah, it's true. I did have a sweet ponytail. Uh, possum tail. Pretty cool little ponytail I had going on there, but did decide to cut it. Uh, but now, uh, and so we felt a little rush. We were a little rush, and that's okay. There's other. We don't get to run the show at the studio, so we had to do another one. Yeah, and I'm glad did. that we are because yep. now we can kind of go at our own pace on this one mm-hmm. and preview what will likely be the most impactful episode of Game of Thrones in the history of the series. Yes, uh, I think that is safe to say. Um, we also don't have to focus on TJ's bad takes. Um, but, we, I mean, we can if we want to. Oh, about the last episode? Yeah. I yeah. don't I don't get why that's like such – why you and Trevor act like I just said the most outrageous thing in the so, world. I said it would be a fine episode in another season, just not a good episode when we only have a few left. I just got – You can disagree with that. No, no, you're right. And here's the thing. The re, I realized why I was so upset. It's because, A, it was a very loud the, – the haters were loud. But, B, uh, did you did you see the 60-minute special they did on Game of Thrones, TJ? I did not. I, I'm sad to have missed that. I yeah. did not know that was even a thing. Oh, yeah. It happened the day of – the reason why you missed it is because it happened in between Tiger Masters and the actual premiere. So you were probably caught up in it. But it aired that night. No. Anderson Cooper went to uh, – he, he went to a couple different locations. But he, he went to Castle Black with Jon Snow. He went to that scene there. Uh, they dressed him up as a White Walker. And it's it's just kind of funny hearing Anderson Cooper's voice out of a White Walker. Um but the big, aside from, like, a lot of it was just kind of um, pretty boilerplate answers and stuff like that for most of the people they talked to. But they talked to George R.R. R. Martin. And R. R. Martin. He, his one point was, Star Wars kills more people in the first 30 seconds than I've killed in all of Game of Thrones. The difference is, is that Star Wars focuses on quantity. They blow up the planet. They blow up Alderaan. He goes, but I want to focus on quality. When somebody dies, I want you to feel it. Episode two was all about remembering why you love that characters and why it's going to suck when they die in episode three. Yeah, it's uh, I, I get that. I understand why people like it. I'm mm-hmm. not not going to shit on your opinion like you and Trevor have shamed me into mine. Shame, shame. You all act like it's the most outrageous thing in the world. There's no. a, there's a lot of people that thought that episode mm-hmm. was poorly timed. In, yeah. in the sense of what we've got left and what we've got going. And then for the people that are going to tweet me and be like, you knew battle was going to be in three. What did you want? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a classic Game of Thrones yeah. surprise and start the battle there or start with a few people getting killed. Or, you know what? I actually think it'd be pretty badass if it, last episode somehow you had, like, Arya with a, with a bow and arrow or somebody with a bow and arrow just take out one of the Night Kings just to kind of get the troops rallied, mm-hmm. just to build us up a little bit before we right. almost certainly get uh, crashed down as if we were the wall. I will say, I'm, I think you could be right in hindsight because my biggest worry, I, I like the pacing of the first two episodes. I did not like the pacing of the last season, and I worry that the last three they might try to get too much done, and it won't feel as natural. So in that's hind- my concern. Yes, and in, in in hindsight, I can change it. But as for now, I like the way that they have built up this epic battle that's about to happen. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing battle. Um, and 
You know who's really excited for it, TJ? Who's that? Our friends at Brownfield DeFore. Oh! Do you hear that? I've been practicing. I no, he really. I want to. I want to get this on the record. He really has. Uh, it, it was actually kind of somewhat adorable. He was like doing it as if he was. Did you like prepare what you were going to say when you asked Brooks? parents for her hand oh definitely uh, yeah, yeah yeah you sounded like that or it was, what i'd imagine that would go it was also kind of like uh, ron burgundy with the how now brown cow like i've been <laughs> i've been sitting at stoplights going brownfield to four brownfield to four brownfield to four so i can finally get it right yeah well you did a great job what yes. what, what, what do they do for the fond folks well, of kentucky anna they're a law firm based out of louisville kentucky that specializes in personal injury cases mm-hmm. if you or a loved one has been injured like a car accident you can call brownfield to four at 502 458-5222. Brownfield DeFore handles injury cases of all types throughout Kentucky and Indiana. Let's say, I don't know, you slip and fall on a piece of dragon glass, or uh, maybe uh, uh, you get touched by a white walker and it leaves a mark that's a GPS. You can get, oh. what's the word, compensated uh. for your loss if you call our friends, the attorneys at Brownfield DeFore. Uh, just, they'll give you a free consultation with any of their personal injury lawyers. Just Call Brownfield Four at 502-458-5222 or reach out to the attorneys at bdlawky.com. That's B as in brand, D as in Daenerys, L-A-W-K-Y.com. And God bless those fine folks because not only were they our, our first sponsor, which that's great. Last season we got our Give first sponsor. We're happy about that. <laughs> it doesn't, hey, better late than never. Exactly. And then putting up with Nick Butchery in their ads <laughs> for the first, like, three episodes that they were sponsors for. But, but you uh, know what? People aren't going to forget that name now, TJ. Uh, no, they won't because they won't remember exactly how to say it. Well, <laughs> oh, <sorry>. um, <laughs> you know what? Let's, let's get into the nitty-gritty. So, basically, Monday we went over what happened. And I think throughout it, we saw a little bit, a few prophetic kind of moments. Now, there's a couple that I want to ask you that I think could really define this. One of them we got from Tyler Thompson. We'll start with that one. There was a point where he's just mucking it up with Jamie. And if you're, you know, if you're looking at it from afar, you might just be like, oh, well, they're just, you know, back to it again. They're just kind of talking shit about Cersei. Well, in that, he also says, like, I don't care if, if I get, die, I'll come back as a white and march all the way to King's Landing and strangle her. Is it, Do you think there's anything to that, or is it just kind of like a, a wink and a nod at the Valentin prophecy? Well, he was basically saying, like, hey, you know what? I'd rather get ripped apart by these skeletons than having Cersei killed me. And it does give us a little peek inside of Tyrion's brain, a paranoia side that we've seen a hell of a lot more of this season and the end of last season than we've ever seen in his entire, even when he was being persecuted, Mm -hmm. than we've seen in his entire character development. But this goes to show that Cersei killing him has been on his mind for the longest time in the world. Mm -hmm. And I do think it maybe is a little bit fair, Tyrion being a very smart person, although seemingly making some bad decisions as of late, I do think it's maybe a little bit of a miss that he would be so open to trust Jaime. Yeah, especially – I mean, I, I guess and Jamie, Jamie got did him, get him, him out of jail. Yeah, But he didn't know that he killed his dad. Right. And then after he said he killed his dad, he said he was going to split him in half. So I do think that's maybe a little bit of a miss that he would be so welcoming to Jamie. I know they had their moment at King's Landing when he snuck back in or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, 
I, I, I don't know, but it does. It, it, but I, I, I think that could be quick to get over, or they could, they could feel each other out relatively quickly in that scenario. But it does give us an idea that for as long as since Tyrion has escaped, he has been thinking about all right, where's Cersei? Mm-hmm. Where's Cersei? Where's Cersei? To the point where he'd rather just be literally ripped apart by dead skeletons. I guess opposed to living skeleton. I guess we are living skeleton when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, we really are. But uh, then, then be killed by Cersei. So the, he he finds a little bit of peace in knowing that if he dies, it's not at the hands of Cersei. And then that little comment has gotten a lot of people speculating. Uh, I'm glad Tyler brought it to our attention. It, it's been on a few other websites as well. As wait a minute, like why why throw that in there unless there's not some significance? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Game of Thrones is having a little bit of fun with us. Uh, because you, you do remember, I think it was last season, when Jamie was standing on the fingers and Cersei was standing on, at the neck on that map in King's Landing. Yes. And people were like, oh, the fingers and the neck. Look, Like, I think Game of Thrones is continuing kind of jabbing a little fun at us. I'm not saying that doesn't happen with either Jamie or Tyrion. Maybe one of them do do it. Maybe one of them does it as a wife. But I do think Game of Thrones often will try to acknowledge to their fans, hey, I know what you all are thinking. Just so you know, we're not afraid to mention it. Like the elephant thing. That came yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. And then also when Gingery was, uh, I, I think it was Davos, was like, I figured you were still rowing out of the middle of the boat. Yes. With Gingery, yes, which was, that was a, a nice fun. little. So Game of Thrones yeah. will do that. And my initial guess is Tyrion doesn't become a white and gets to King's Landing and strangles Cersei. Yeah. Because that would be a little cheesy. You know, if you have this yeah. army of the dead and you look and there's just a little zombie Tyrion in the middle <laughs> of it. Like we would all be like, all right, that's that's a little bit it would be It would be a little hokey. And, and very improbable. Too. Yeah, like yeah. out of you know, at that point, probably assuming be a horde of yeah, just millions, pro- probably half a million dead, dead people in the army. It would there would be like some sort of notion that there's motivation once you're dead when at like from afar it looks like there's none at all. It's just like all zombies are just out to just rip whoever they can find in half. But I'm glad Tyler brought that to our attention because we probably should have talked about that in the last episode or our, our mm-hmm. last episode, our last KTR. Well, and there was one point too that like i just this is just the cost of me not taking diligent notes and just paying attention uh, the whole time but the whole time that we've had brands interactions a everybody's just taking them on face value they're believing everything he says which i I guess he's given them reason to be like for it to be true to a certain extent but also nobody's just tried to be like all right brand so spill the beans what's the deal here until this episode, right after Tyrion just gets publicly admonished by Daenerys. A real undressing, if you will. Yeah, except she didn't get naked, unfortunately. And he didn't. No. Is he? No. I digress. I don't think we've seen Tyrion Dong this no. show. No. I, Oberyn? Have we seen Oberyn Dong? Well, I'm trying sh- to think of like... Fo- main what? characters' penises that yes. we've seen? Uh, Oberyn, I think, was one, right? Porter. We did? Oh, I, oh yeah. Uh, when he's in the Godswood and uh uh who is it? Shay or no not Shay. Uh Asha or whatever they call Asha, her. Yeah. Uh when he's like, Oh, you got giant's blood in you, don't you? And, <laughs> and boy does he because <laughs> that thing is a monster. Oh, um the one guy who was with Renly, the who er, he was with a few, Sir Warris. Oh yeah. And Renly and Oberyn. He Mostly, was in a lot. Yeah. I think he, that's probably, but he was a minor character. Okay, but enough about Tyrion's wiener. Uh, and other people's wieners. Mm-hmm. So Daenerys gives Tyrion all kinds of hell. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to ask the person who apparently knows everything what the hell's deal is. And 
I was kind of hoping that we would get a like uh, maybe maybe Bran would do an explanation of the three eyed raven in a different way. Um, instead, we just get a closed door. So uh, my question to you, TJ, what I, that's got to play a part, right? And B, like, wh- what do we think Bran's little secrets could do that would help Tyrion make the right move down the road? What do you what do you mean little secrets regarding Tyrion specifically? So, so here here's my thing. Bran tells everybody the motives behind the Night King, right? And he says this is what our plan's going to be. I'm thinking that Tyrion is his disgust in depth. And he's just drinking wine with Bran all night. And once he kind of gets to know Bran's plan for how to ultimately get the Night King, Tyrion's going to try to do uh, two steps ahead sort of yeah, thing. The, that thing, just like Bran's plan and the Godwood, and then Theon being like, my men will protect you. No, you're you're going to die, Theon. And, and John being like, we're going to have the dragons close by, but not too close by because we got to make sure he comes. And then Bran's like, he's going to come. Like, I, I, I know he's going to come. Uh, and then Tyrion's basically like, well, we've got, we've, we'll have this figured out. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Like, I, I have no idea. I, and I think it's almost weird that, like, uh, and also maybe another little bit of a, of a plot whole if you will uh, I, I don't even think Tyrion would be like some I guess shooters maybe shoot but don't you think he'd be somewhat conservative with his next big idea especially one that involves a somebody that can warg into other animals and although do they know that do they know that Bran can do that it doesn't well, seem like they would well but now Tyrion might know that though how maybe, would he, but how would he know that? Because he's asking him, that, that was the whole point of their conversation was like, all right, tell me about your journey to I get see, here. I see what so mean. maybe he's like, I see what well, hey, Bran, if you think you're Billy Badass, why don't you try to warg into Viserion? Yeah. Well, maybe that's his plan is just to try to get to know everything that Bran knows and use his smarts for one last hurrah to, or, or, or at least a slump buster, if yes. you will. Uh, and he feels like Bran will have the answer to that, which is probably true. I, I almost feel like, everybody brand would be the most popular person in winterfell right because they would and, just be tr- except for the antisocial skills part well yeah, yeah despite the creepiness but like once he's bringing up stuff that he would have no idea would happen don't you think everybody be like all right so tell me what happened here like what ha- you know what happened at this spot everybody would but uh whatever. tell me about those tens for tells from old man maybe that's why he just acts so weird so he doesn't want anybody to hang out with him and ask him any tough questions probably a good idea it's like the old uh when you've got your earbuds in even though you're not listening to any music you just don't want anybody to talk to you all right let me ask you this before okay. we get into the episode okay and we're going to talk about who we think lives, who we think dies. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to kind of just go through the battle, how we foresee it. Yeah. And, okay. and we, well, I'm going to maybe ask you to jump ahead a little bit. Right. And then also there's a few questions on Twitter that we will get to. Yes. Uh, but let's say Bran knows the Night King's coming for him. Yep. Okay. Bran knows a lot of shit. Yep. What's, he's coming for him. We know that's coming. Bran's going to wait for him in the Godswood. What is General Nick Roush's plan? The commander, Sir Roush. So, Bran wants to stay in the Godwoods. You obviously, nobody in their right mind would be have Theon be the one to protect him. But let's just say we've got to have Theon protect him for whatever reason because okay. that's clearly what's going to happen in the show. Yeah. What's next for Nick Roush? Hmm. I think you need uh, – we, we talked about this. You only got a few hours, mind you, because I so, think like a smart thing would be like dragon glass all around the place. Yeah, you know, bear hidden. traps. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I think bear traps are obvious. No, um – I think something goes into play where I think you need to have Arya like lurking around there as like a you're a sneaky assassin. We're going to use Bran as bait, 
Now, when you get the chance, you're going to get one shot, and you've got to be able to take it. And I think uh, it, it comes from someplace like uh, – I don't know if there's a – she's pretty good with an arrow, right? I know yeah. – we know Theon is. When she was like seven, she was doing bullseyes from very longer distances than Bran. Right. So, obviously, it's going to start with Theon unleashing some arrows. But I think in some sense of the matter, especially from a like, oh, well, she's just a little girl hiding in the castle, but really she's going to be working – Sniping. I think that's your plan A. Um, as far as how do you try to, you know, trap the Night King. But B, I, I think there is a certain point where you're like, well, if the Night King's going to come after him and he's got a dragon, he's going to be using that dragon. We've got to be ready to fight fire with fire, and quite literally. So that's the part of it where that gets a little hinky because if the Night King's coming, he's coming with the dragon. And obviously a bunch of crazy stuff is going to happen first. And I don't know how you. That is a good point that I don't know why nobody would have brought that up when Bran has this idea. Because they bring up the fact they have dragons and they bring up the fact that they went through dragons near, but they don't even mention the fact that like, oh, you know, if we just concede the fact the Night King's going to stumble on in to or ride on into Winterfell, uh, you have a dead zombie dragon who's probably going to try to destroy every little thing in its way. Like, is is there parallel parking for the dragon in the Godswood? (laughs) Are they going to make sure it doesn't destroy any buildings? Or uh, that—that's a good point. That's another one that that you should be like, all right. What? And the thing is, is like it's already knocked down one big wall. Yeah, (laughs) you can get through Winterfell's walls pretty (laughs) easily. Biggest wall in the history of this made-up universe that has literally never fallen. Yeah, so there's some sort of dragon conflict that's got to happen, and it's going to happen with. Like, I, I think you've got to throw... There's also, like, do you put John on the back of a dragon? Yeah, you absolutely do that. Okay. That's a given. So you think you just have Arya do something? Again, yeah, you got to answer for what the th- hell the dragons are going to do. Yeah, see, that that's the, the part that really throws a loop into it, is, like, what's going to be the result of the dragon battle? And can you even get to the Night King unless you kill the undead dragon? You know? And I, mean, and, you, and I know they don't want the Night... Like, they don't want to... They, they want to make sure the Night King will come, but Bran has already basically confirmed that he's coming regardless. So I almost feel like I would just park the two dragons literally right next to Bran. And say, bring them on. And then if that other dragon comes... You almost get the sense it's going to be like a parlay. Like the Night King and Bran are going to have like a moment that is not like I'm trying to kill you or you're trying to kill me. And I don't know if they can communicate or not. Maybe they'll be able to like touch each other and be able to figure out each other's thoughts or something. Whenever uh, the Hold the Door episode, it was almost like the old Three-Eyed Raven and the Night King had a kind of moment like that before he killed him. Yeah. Like so – and I feel like that makes more – from a cinematic – kind of standpoint that makes more sense than just dragons flying around at each other you know like because then it's just cgi and it can get a little hinky and so i i would almost prefer it to be that way but as far as getting to that point i don't know how we get there you know yeah i, I get what you're saying i i if if i'm general walker here, okay i'm i'm parking literally the two dragons next to him i'm having my scouts because a, a dragon a zombie dead dragon is not going to sneak up on you you'd be able to see that coming over a mountain and mm-hmm. there's no mountains in winterfell but you'd be able to see it coming over hills you'd be able to see it coming over forests right. and then once that's there you tell your two guards or your two dragons to basically be on guard and the second it flies over you let fire rip and then if they want to do a little parlay and talk, then I guess maybe you have a conversation. Uh, and then you certainly, after that conversation, would try to kill him, even if it was, even if it broke 
house rights or whatever, right. guest rights. And yeah, you, you definitely bring, <laughs> what if the Starks... You can like, red wedding it, yeah. yeah. what if they still <laughs> just get screwed on guest rights again? Yeah. Like, they do everything properly, and they're like, no, that's no, you're not supposed to do us like that. We, we invited you in. Oh, man. And here's the one thing, too, you got to consider. Like, when it gets going, I'm going to be thinking, just dragons, just go out there and burn everybody up. But you got to think, the last time they used them in combat, one of them died, and that was just because one spear was thrown. And yeah. it took one out. And when they showed that line of White Walkers, they all had those spears. So, like, you kind of parking them back, back is ain't going to be a bad idea. Ooh, living. Get those spears and throw them just like that. Because it's very, you know, seemingly practical. Yeah, it's very practical. Like, but if, like, dead zombies can do it. Yeah. Although in the books, like, the they're, they say how they're three times stronger, three times faster. Well, not faster than Torment. You know how this battle is going to be in the books. It's, it's honestly, I don't even know if it's going to be fun to read because it's going to be so confusing. Yeah, people yeah. think there's a lot of characters in the show. There are fifty times more in the books, and that yeah. maybe not that, that that you know that's obviously somewhat an exaggeration, but probably ten times like, At in least terms 10. of like popular yeah. characters. And you know that almost all of them are going to be at that battle. So if we think it's like confusing and like battles in general, like the Blackwater Bay in the book is. I thought they did a good job with Blackwater. Whispering Woods. I don't even know if they yeah. actually Whispering Woods was better in the Whispering book. Whispering Woods was I think better. Now in that the I'm book. saying this out loud, I'm going to disagree with my own thought from 30 seconds ago. But the 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 Blackwater one was confusing in that like it didn't get the point across that Tyrion did a good thing at first. And, like, the kind of build up until the fire started happening. Yeah. And then, like, I had to go back and re-listen to it a few times. Because we all know that. Tyrion is intense in the books at Battle Battle of Blackwater. Yeah. A lot better than than the show did it. But, again, the book has unlimited pages. Right. Where the show is stacked up against a time. Yep. So, um, before we hit time constraints, JK, we don't really have any. Um, So, here's the thing, TJ. There's going to be certain parts of this battle that are going to have some sort of traditional sense, and then there's going to be non-traditional sense. It's like having the dragons. I think we can both agree that Grey Worm and the Unsullied are going to be the first ones out there, right? They're with the spears. They're trying to hold the line, and they're the disciplined ones that aren't afraid of anything, and they're just going to get ransacked. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Just ran through. Paint the picture how you think it goes down. Well, in the trailer, they almost have it look like Brienne's having a standoff. And I I think Jamie made it clear that she's commanding a certain portion of it. But I think we've got Unsullied in the middle. Because mm-hmm. they're basically the, the doorstop. They've got the spikes and the shields. They can do the old school... Uh, I can't think of the name. The, name, the Roman formation. Uh, what's it called? Where you kind of just get in a huddle. Uh, man, it's going to drive me nuts that I can't think of it. Uh, it's it's not a legion either. The I, and I take it back. It was the Spartans because they get in the huddle and they push back and they stab. Um, like a tortoise formation. Yes, tortoise formation. They get in their shell and they come out, and it's killing me that I can't think of the name of that specific tactic. But that's what they're going to be holding down the middle. That's going to be Grey Worm, um, and then he's he's going to be the first to die. Like they they tried with the whole hike. Sunday, let's run away. Westeros is racist. Let's get out of here and go to the beaches. And she's like, oh, yeah, let's do that. But she, he's dead. He's not surviving. Uh, then we'll pan out. And I. Th- do you mean the phalanx? Yes, the phalanx. Thank you. Man, that's driving me nuts. Good job, TJ. It's kind of what... Um, uh, and now I can't think of his name either. Uh, freaking Flayed Man. 
Ramsey Bolton. tried tried doing yeah. at the uh, Battle of the Bastards where he's just squeezing them in and shanking them. Um, but anyways, back to the battle. So I think we've got Grey Worm in the middle. Can you agree with me on that? I think so. Okay. Brienne's going to have one flank, and then I think they're going to give the other one to like a uh, – maybe not Ed, but pro- probably like an Ed and like the Wildlings with Tormund, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds about right. And then that's where they try to somehow contain the army of the dead. Because they're going to try to outflank them and kind of keep them in, even though they're outnumbered. they got to try to keep the stuff going in from trying to keep it somewhat contained. Yeah, I do wonder if that's you. And we, we know they've set up trenches outside of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if taking your army outside the wall is the smartest thing to do. I think to a certain extent, you, like – like that would From be... a space, like space point of view, oh, that would... you want to have room to be able to operate yeah. and not just like overrun you inside the castle walls. I know if you wanted to like keep your castle intact, that would be the the strategy. Because if the army of the dead got inside the walls, then it's just chaos and things are burning down and yeah. everything's getting destroyed. But I almost feel like you know the magnitude of that battle that you'd be like, all right, well, well, let's do it. You're right. You don't want to just get. Sur- surrounded and just basically piled up on. We've seen the Army of the Dead do that, where they just basically overwhelm a structure or a thing, and mm-hmm. it's just over before it could even begin. And, and, and there's also one thing in this battle, too, you got to consider, is that once they start killing people, they're going to raise them up and start going in. So if they're inside the walls, then you're already kind of... And that's, a, that's also a good question, too, is like how quickly is the raise process? We saw that pretty quickly at Hardhome, mm-hmm. but it wasn't while the battle was going on yeah there it was, was that after pause, every, it yeah. was after everything had settled down and the people that had fleed had fleed and the people that were dead were on the ground dying it, it obviously takes a little bit of moment of concentration from the night king where he puts up his hands and i guess in the middle of a battle when he's fighting he's not going to probably be able to do that without jeopardizing without jeopardizing and making himself vulnerable right and i do I, I I think that something that's going to be clear, especially when I was reading the Entertainment Weekly article, because but when they did that big profile, it was basically all about the Battle of Winterfell, and it talked about how to make something so long, it can't just be action the whole time, or else you just get exhausted. There needs to be breaks in it. So like I think one of the natural breaks will be a point where they think that they're oh, we've got him pushed back. We've killed a bunch of them. And then he just like raises them back up or uh, whoever the, the good guy's dead back up and they're back to normal strength. And John's going to just like sigh and brood a little bit. And then that's when I think more fighting happens. He goes back to Daenerys because they're going to have another like meeting of the minds. Yeah. Um, where they're like, they have to decide – are you with me for one? That, that that tension that they've kind of put in between them, they're going to reach a breaking point and one is going to go with the other. Have we seen, not to switch gears, I, I think that, that was well said. Have we even seen like the Dothraki be a part of these battle plans? We saw them coming into Winterfell, yeah. I believe. But you haven't seen Ricaro or any of her other blood riders around. Yeah, you like haven't seen them out. in a while. Like you would think that that would be just an easy, like put them in the camera frame. And it, you know, the thing is, you're probably going to let the them come to you. So I don't know if you lead a cavalry charge. So I wonder if they'll they will almost keep them inside the gates until the battle starts, and then let them come in just in the middle of the chaos yeah. and start mowing people down. Honestly, you would think the, it worked well in the Battle of the Bastards. 
you honestly think that the oh some music huh was that me? That was oh, you. That was me. Oh, <laughs> oh egg, hey. on my, egg on my face. How embarrassing. I thought I had that off. Uh, you almost think it'd be smarter just to let them, once they see the Army of the Dead coming at them, letting them charge them. and But that would almost be sacrificing them. Yeah. With, the, we'll, with the numbers that the, the Army of the Dead will have, that would be sacrificing them by letting them lead the charge. But you do think that'd be the most effective with people on horses versus – arrows, too. They're big, they're big on arrows. That's a good point, too. But all of them would clearly get killed if this was some sort – if the battle plans actually followed – Fell how they would in real life. I, I I do think just from how we watched Battle of the Bastards too, how well the Knights of the Vale did on cavalry, that they'll probably try to use the cavalry to contain the bat, like to get on the outsides and try to contain things. Because I think that's even if they're not funneling them to the Godswood, they want to make sure that they're not fighting a battle on three hundred sixty degrees around all the walls of Winterfell. Good it, point. You're kind of screwed at that point. Yeah, I'm I, no military genius, but that sounds like a bad idea. And also, are we supposed to believe that this army of Dothraki, who for hundreds and maybe even thousands of years were fucking scared of getting on an ocean, <laughs> that they're gonna just see an <laughs> army of zombies and be like, "All right, yeah, we're good. Let's go kill them." Yeah, like uh, they're very superstitious people. They're very scared people oh, for the most man. part, especially with that the the magi, the maga. Yeah, yeah. Like they do not mess around with magic. Wi- yeah. <laughs> they do not at all. <laughs> I mean, this is going to freak them the hell worst. out. They don't like cold. No, this is gonna this is gonna be the worst battle ever. I, I think that they <laughs> I think that they would just be like, all right, we're out of here. Uh, see ya. Uh, we we can just ride our horses as far south as we want we're and plunder, and everything's cool. gonna be fantastic. We're out. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, that that's also a little hard to believe, but hey, here we are. Yep, here we are. Um, now I forgot what part you brought up, um, but there was one thing that made me want to. Oh, here, here's an aside I wanted to go down, a lane I wanted to go down to. So uh, the, the people at the ringer, they're pretty good at contextualizing things. And uh, this was the, the big, uh, Podrick's big moment, his sexy song from episode two, Jenny's song. Uh, I had actually not gotten to that part in A Dance of the Dragons, but it debuted in that book. And Riley McAtee, does an excellent job of explaining how Ginny's song could foreshadow John and Daenerys' future on Game of Thrones. Just look that up. You'll find it on the ringer. And it does a good job explaining that Ginny's song is very, like, there's some foreshadowing elements to it. Yeah, it certainly seems like it's maybe about Daenerys. Yes, because uh, it was written about the tragedy at Summerhall, um, which, if you recall, that is basically where uh, I just... a shit ton of Targaryens died. Uh, it happened when Rhaegar was born. Rhaegar was born at that moment. He was born on fire. That's why they thought he was the prince that was promised. But the song Jenny is about Jenny of Old Stones. It's a very pretty song too if you listen to the Florence uh, and the Machine version of it or whatever her real last name is. She didn't want to leave. But so Jenny of Old Stones was the wife of Duncan Targaryen. Correct. Uh, y- yes. Yes. So Duncan got awarded the crown by some crazy council, and he was ready to take it, except he fell in love with a common girl, Jenny of Oldstones. He had a choice to make: do I go with the commoner or do I go for the Iron Throne? What does he do? He chooses a commoner. And okay, it was great. It was hunky dory. Uh, his little brother ends up getting it, Jaehaerys the Second. Uh, he dies not long later, though. He's sickly, and he goes to Eris, the Mad King. 
Well, we all know who that turned out. This song is about Ginny of Old Stones dying along with Duncan and a bunch of other Targaryens at Summerhall. Uh, and it kind of mourns the the people that they would have... Uh, the ones she had lost and the ones she had found and the ones who had loved her the most. And it also says that she couldn't remember their names. That was one of their lines too. So, the... Yeah, I think some of it's just kind of musical lyrics. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But the ones that couldn't remember their names, that's kind of like a line that John used when talking about the people in the crypts. So, obviously, stuff's going down in the crypts where... It's the safest place, TJ. We know that it's obviously the safest place. <laughs> safest place. So, safest place. I think even though like that might not have everything to do with the crypts, that's another nod that something bad's going to go down there. And I think it's also another situation where we're going to have a, are they going to choose love? Or are they going to choose the Iron Throne? Or can they somehow choose both? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to be tough for them to choose both because I'm not sure if both of them are going to be able to just, just live live I feel like not only do one does one have to die but I feel like just the probability of what war they're getting into one is going to die I think a lot of people are going to die so let's just say if they both live though can they coexist can can Daenerys give as Samuel said can he she give up her crown for him I do I think I do. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to matter because it's both of them. I, I think this is kind of a classic Game of Thrones misdirection, which they do as well. Mm-hmm. If you remember Sansa and Arya yep. last season, right. oh, well, why are they being so cold to each other? It, well, it ended up being nothing. Just they lo- they like to tease with the Jamie and Daenerys meeting even, like what we would do to him when we found him or when he was in our grasp. Like that turned out to be nothing. It was mm-hmm. quickly dismissed. Even the Jamie brand meeting a little bit was, Oh, what's going to happen? Well, brand is like not even human anymore. He's not going to care. It's not going to be something that's going to piss him off. So uh, I, I feel like this drama is, and I, and I think it maybe even will get a little bit more dramatic before it gets better. But ultimately I think Daenerys would realize that, Hey, we we need to serve the people, and or, or hey, at least you're a Targaryen. My mission is accomplished to get the Targaryens back in the throne, even if it doesn't mean me. Mm-hmm. And then the most obvious, and really should be the most likely, is they rule together as a king and a queen. That would make the most sense, especially when Sansa's is like, "Well, what happens to the North?" Well, John's still king of the North, and he's going to be true hanging out on the Iron Throne, uh, you know, doing me. Or even if you know, even John could be like, "All right, you know what, Daenerys, I'm going to marry you, but the North is going to be independent, and I won't be ruling the North. Sansa will be ruling the North." Like you know, yeah. like it, it could be that easy too. And what's Daenerys gonna like? She, he'd be like, "Hey, I, we we're in love, babe. We've we've got Come each on, other. Babe. We can now that now we got a shorter little place to rule. We know they'll be peaceful. We'll be peaceful. It's so less be, for us to worry about. It, exactly. And besides, so, Sansa's not gonna go backstabbing us. Like, what? Come on. Yeah. So I I I think uh, I think they I think if this story played out and they both lived, the most realistic thing in my own head, at least would be that they would figure things out and, and make things last. Okay, so let's get to back to the battle. All right, I think we agree, Grey Worm. Big one that's going to die. I saw some odds, TJ. This is from uh, Odd Shark. Grey Worm doesn't even have odds. He's just like, they, they're they've, just they've like. They've conceded him to the dead. They have already conceded him. Tormund and Jorah are at, both at plus 110. Plus 110 to die. Yes, and these are the lowest odds. 
Oh, I, I, you know, Tormund's prob probably dying, but I don't think it's a lock that he dies. I he had such a good episode that I don't think that he, he can. Like I, I think that was our last hurrah, Tormund. I get what you're saying. Yeah. They, they just went maybe a little in too deep. Um, that could very well be true. Maybe and also I like Tormund. Uh, everybody likes Tormund, so yeah, it might yeah. be a little optimistic. Does he still do those hotel commercials? Yeah, well, I think so. I, yeah, I haven't seen him race. I don't watch a lot of regular TV. So I, the the people that we're going to talk about, I've got some, and I don't know who to credit it to. I'm sorry, but they they have categories of very safe, probably Ooh, safe. This and came danger, up in a group me today, and then, and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then the last one is fucked. <laughs> and, and gray worm, gray worm is obviously in the yes. in the fucked category. Yes, and uh, they have cap, they have funny captions for each one of them, and gray worms just say LMAO. <laughs> You know, some of them are serious, like yeah. not going to die yet, has more to do in the story. One of them was Samwell, and it, I just was vehem- vehemently disagreed. Yeah, they had Samwell in danger yeah, of dying. Yeah, he's, he's a lock. Uh, he is abs- – oh, to die? No, to stay alive. I agree. Yeah, yeah he is yeah. absolutely a lock to stay alive. They we did, also, our, we they did also, our death pull, and everybody agreed. Yeah, and they also had Gingery in danger. I think I, – I don't think they're wiping out the Baratheons. Mm, that, see, that's your good point. I think that their thinking is that – Gendry just had sex with Arya, so he's vulnerable for it. Like, he oh, oh and his know. caption said, "Doesn't matter, had sex," <laughs> <laughs> which, which is fantastic. He's also really he's he can swing that hammer pretty well. Oh yeah, more ways than one. I mean, he's no Podrick, but I and you know I went back and watched the Game of Thrones. Arya didn't look disappointed. She looked just like normal. Normal, just like uh, mine's racing. I just did it for the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, you know. Ooh, what when, if? When Hannah and I got married a year ago, so my first time, it was something special. Yeah. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Um, Theon at plus 130. He's definitely in that bottom category. Right? He's, hey, dying. he's dying. He's yeah. uh, He He got his hug from Sansa. Jor- Man, Jorah is one that I'm kind of torn on because, like, I do feel like he. Kiss him goodbye. See, and I don't, I don't really care too much for Jorah, but they did an awful lot. Like, Sam Wolf saved him from Grayscale to get him all the way up there, and then he gives him the oh, yeah. awesome sword. Yeah. Like, the sword is pretty awesome. Heartsbane. All, all the all the more heart-crippling when he gets killed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We knew he wasn't surviving the story anyways. Even if he survives this battle. Yeah, like, what would he be good for afterwards? You yeah. know, what purpose would he serve? Oh, to be the hand. I I wish I could have been your hand. I suck it, Jorah. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Jorah is infinitely creepier in the book, too. The scene where he just like kisses her and she's like, oh, God, what's this old man doing? I kind of yeah. wish they would have had that in the show just to like really put the drill that home. Oh, funny, funny inside joke that nobody else will get and makes for a horrible podcast. But like that Twitter account we looked at today of somebody that that covers well it doesn't really cover. oh man that, that, that is so <laughs> that, that is a that's a recruiting guru yes that was the weirdest <laughs> kind of like that right kind of like that guy yeah, yeah. not not again and that was inside, inside jokes, jokes <laughs> the with kentucky thrones radio oh man okay uh jamie was at plus 150 what category do they have him slated at in your he they have him in the top category at very safe and i agree with it he's not dying See, and that's, that's you're not bringing him just to winter for reasons that you think maybe yeah. uh, Jorah lives. You're not bringing him to Winterfell. He's he's having another interaction with Cersei. You're absolutely nutty if you think he's not. Yeah, and uh, even though he dropped that line like Brian, I'm not that good at swinging a sword anymore. It's like, dude, you're gonna stay alive. Oh, and also bullshit. I, he, <laughs> I, I, 
he may not be a good fighter, but you're going to use his general mind. You're yeah. not going to serve him under Brienne. Yeah. No, and, and by the way, which which huge battles has Brienne led? Uh, <laughs> the one where she murdered the ki- king before it even happened. Was she even at the Battle of the Bastards? I can't recall. Oh, well, we can look it up I don't a little think bit so. later. I, I think she, was, she wasn't with Sansa on horseback, but I feel like... Where you definitely no. You did not see her in that battle. No, not that would have been pretty. Yeah. So oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Jamie, you're a much better warrior than. <laughs> or, or uh, sorry, Brian, you're a much better warrior than Jamie. But we're gonna let him call the shots here because you know. I mean, he's he, been he, in a. He he served a king one he, time. He did knight you. Like yeah. I mean, I think we all know who's higher on the totem pole. Yeah, here. and 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 Brian, maybe debatably the best fighter in this in the, in the group, the best they've got. Yeah. Great warrior, not going to be the general mind that I'm going to turn to to fight maybe the most vicious army of all time. Uh, and as not I maybe absolutely as I told uh, you and Trevor this morning too, somebody they got to give Jamie a dragon glass fist. Yeah, just start falcon punching dudes around. Yeah, it needs to happen. Um, does Brienne left? Sir Brienne. Uh, they ha- they have Brienne in the eft category, and I'm I'm tend. I tend to agree. I think she makes it almost to the end of the battle, and it's one of like the heartbreaking. We're gonna show yeah. her die for about like two minutes. Oh yeah, like you're gonna get her like breathing. Maybe it's Pod giving her water. Maybe it's the Mountain giving her water because I, I still think the Mountain yeah. has a, a larger story to tell here. Yeah, but like yeah, Brienne's death and it's going to be brutal. She'll get to nearly the end. There's gonna be some people that are gonna get picked off just. Very early on for shock value. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think Grey Worm is an easy one yeah. that we think could happen. Uh, maybe Tormund would be one that yeah. would be easy to happen. But uh, I do think Brienne is going to make it just to where we think maybe she's, she's safe. She's going to last, and, and then, then she doesn't. Yep. Um, you mentioned the Hound. For whatever re- I, I just feel like the Hound hasn't been around enough. It's almost like when you watch Survivor and there's they keep showing somebody and you're like, well, this guy – He's not laying low enough. They're going to pick him off soon enough. I feel like the Hound's playing a good game so far. He's laying low. And for that reason, he'll stay alive long enough. Or he's going to get freaked out when Dragonfire comes around. No, he won't. He won't? Don't see that happening again? His character is not devolving again. It, it, it is what it is. If it devolved again, then he would instantly die when he snapped out of it, oh, like when he like oh. he could maybe like run to the crypts when the fire starts, but then he'd be like, "What the hell am I doing? I'm not going out like so, this." And then he'd just go on a suicide mission. So there it is, right there. He freaks out at first, runs to the crypts, and that scene where Arya is running from somebody, the Hound's gonna bite the bullet for her. Redemption no, story. That'd be fun if that happened. But redemption story. I I, I think we get some sort of Clegane bull. Oh. And we're not getting it here, so I think... Yeah, that's true. We wouldn't get it here. Um, I, I would love a quick game bowl. I just feel like that's a lot to ask. I would love it, but I just... I don't know. The window for it is in getting increasingly smaller. I thought at the beginning of the year that Arya and the Hound may dip to King's Landing to do their own little solo mission. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Because, you know... Oh, man. They should have absolutely done this. This was a misplay on their part. They should have went down there to King's Landing had Arya kind of do some of her secret ninja stuff, kill Cersei, put on Cersei's face, and then lead her army up there to help. Because if Cersei's commanding that, that army... It would have been fun, yeah. It just would have been the smart thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what, they're, what they're doing, Nick, isn't even sensible. You know, you got to... <laughs> 
you gotta be smarter. Especially than this, the buddy. whole like plan to like let's go get a, a dead bo- like let's go get a white uh, yeah. a body from the yeah. cross other side. You could have just had Arya just just go kill her, just take her out. Son of a gun. So we've gone through a lot of these. Uh, Davos, I, I have a feeling that hunch he just sticks around just because that's what he does. Gendry, uh, we mentioned previously. I think this may be the end of the road for Davos. Because there, there's not really, like he's kind of John. He's like kind of adopted to be John's right hand man, kind of. Yeah. But they've kind of squeezed him out now that Sam and John have been back right. in the picture, and, and rightfully so. I think this will, in, in the sweet little moment with the little girl who reminded us all of Shireen, reminded Davos of Shireen. It's a little self sacrifice. They, they had, yeah, yeah, maybe that yeah. he does that, but also I think they just had their like sweet little. Uh, one more reminder that Davos is an awesome dude. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know when he dies. Yes, very, very cool dude. Yeah. Um, if they didn't the have big, that scene, I would think maybe he lives. So, uh, in talking with my friends, I, I think there's a general consensus, give or take one or two, that of, of who we think's going to die that we just previously discussed. But there's got to be a big one, right? There's got to be a big Stark, a big Lannister, or a big Targaryen die. You think so? I mean, I, I think there's a path where... That wouldn't have to happen. I don't think it'd have to, but I I feel like to really – they talked about having an oh shit moment. It's It's got to be either somebody big is getting killed or somehow they get Ned Stark's bones fighting people. Like, you and know, we're, and we're going to get to that, by the way. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in the crypts. But I, I – I don't. I, I. I think maybe there's a chance. You know, a lot of people are starting to think that like Bran will get kidnapped since they're going to have this meeting that the Night King may take him. And then I have a theory. I haven't seen this anywhere, but I'm sure it probably is out there that maybe the Night King's going to try to turn him, and then all the memories in the world belong to the dead. Oh wow! I don't know what the difference would be between doing that and just killing him. Yeah. Then, then you're erasing oh, the memories, yeah. but. Like, I don't know, maybe at some point they think they can have some sort of dead civilization and, and he can work for them or do something for them. Hmm. Uh, or maybe they could use him as a dead green seer, which could be pretty amazing. Um, and he also, could raise up everybody in front of every tree. That Maybe and, that's it. Yeah, possibly that. And also you could potentially have him be able to see what other armies are doing across, you know, if they wanted to conquer Westeros, then let's have a guy who's going to be able to see what other armies are preparing for us. Although, if they get through this battle, you think that they're just going to waltz wherever they go next. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I could see him living. Arya, I think, is probably most likely going to escape. I think if I think if there is some a big character that's in jeopardy, it would be Arya. Yeah. But you'd feel like, man, why did we have all of that Bravo stuff for this? Well, like she did the phrase, and that was cool, and that's pretty much it. So you well, almost feel like she can't die because of that. I think she could die if she was sacrificing to like get the Night King or something. Maybe. Because you but w- even then, like my whole point is, I think she's got to have like one more big faceless man moment, and maybe even yeah. a negative moment. Like maybe she tries to take a face and it backfires, or or maybe <sighs> Jack and Hakar comes back and gets her. That that would be wild. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be, be like wild. a weird way to take her out, but. So like no, I I think the main I think all the main characters are, I think all like I think all the big Lannisters and Starks, and Targaryens are making it through. Maybe not all together. Mm-hmm. They get split up. Bran gets captured. Maybe Jamie's left for dead. Daenerys or and Jon go their separate ways. They, yeah, they go their own. They retreat to different. Maybe she goes to Dragonstone and he, he goes, goes to Pike. To Pike or, yeah. Something like that. So there's there's a lot of different scenarios. 
of how they and, can win. And I just I don't I maybe I, I just don't have the balls to pick one. See, that's the thing too is, is I don't want to like incorrect because you're at this point I'm totally fine with him getting rid of the the ones we talked about, but any of the other big ones is a real kick to the groin, mm-hmm. and. I, I don't know how you go about it unless something catastrophic happens in the Crips, which let's just go ahead and get to it. The safest place, the Crips. Is the Crips. Something big is going to go down there. You know, if I started a brand of condoms, I'd call it the Crips because it's safe. Oh, yeah. Well, make sure it's the YPTS version and not the RIPS version, the Snoop Dogg version. I don't know what all, any of that means. Crips? Crips. Oh. Yeah. S N W O P D O W G. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty I, hip I back thought, in the day. I thought that was a like a, a condom reference. Oh, I that you just gonna yeah. tell you I've never worn condoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I did see a great Photoshop too where uh Arya's going to show I want you to make I want this and the, instead of the picture of the spear, it's just a condom. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Um, all right, so do we want to get to some questions? Because honestly, yeah. I'm, well, hold on. We think the Crips are coming. We think <sighs> the Crips are going to get screwed. Do you think they're screwed just by the Army of the Dead getting down there and then being? And also, why would that be the best place? You're trapped. I mean, you literally trapped in a cave. I guess your thought is is that like it is underground, and I mean, hell, Brand survived the whole place burning down. So maybe if the castle starts falling apart, at least it'll fall apart on top of the Crips. And that's a good point. You all know, right. Yeah, but also, you know, the, the obvious thing that there are a thousand dead bodies down there and you're going against an army that can be rose risen from the dead. Yeah. Which by the way, I called just for just for what it's worth. I called when we were doing some of yeah, our Yeah, you did very our, early. I, yeah. I did. And and we were like, is there a time frame on and also wouldn't it just literally be like you're the the worst collection of bones? Like there oh, By the way, yeah, that's kind of bullshit oh. too because it would literally just be Bones not connected by any matter, right? At some point? Yeah. Now, I guess I'll, it deserves maybe okay. how they preserve the bodies. Or, like, you know, in a really hokey world, it would be the statues coming to life. Which, that would be terrifying, but I can't really. Like, what if we got Ned Stark? Just stone Ned Stark. Stone face Ned Stark. Just swinging that sword. Oh, I thought around. you just meant like stone Ned Stark. Like, like he's Trevor. High. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. I actually, it would be a big oh shit moment, but I don't think it's going to happen. Because it, it feels like too, it just feels too sci-fi. I know this is a sci-fi fantasy show. It just, that feels like a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think they are. And I think it's a little, I think it's a little easy. Mm. I think they're coming to life and you're going to have some like, you're going to see like Leanna Stark. And maybe that you know maybe maybe they end up winning this battle or something. A lot of people think that like Danny's gonna find a harp there to like because what's his name Aegon loved playing Rhaegar. Rhaegar, yeah, yeah excuse yeah. me. He loved playing music, and maybe that will be like her like oh your brother and your best friend aren't lying to me. So like maybe they win it somehow and that's how they find her harp or something like that. But I do think it's a little too easy. But I do think it happens because shit has to go down there somehow. And I don't think it's just going to be as basic as like Winterfell get gets overtaken. Yeah. And because at that point there's the not one single one of them are surviving. And I'm led to believe maybe a few people down there are going to end up. Yeah. 
Maybe not though. Maybe it's can just I a just massacre. say too? I'm getting so nervous right now, like just talking about all of these people dying and like what could potentially happen. Because I, I think I do ultimately think that like they're going to win this battle, and it's the the good guys. There's going to be a lot of fatalities, but I ultimately think the good guys win. Just from a pure fact of like, the, there's three episodes left, okay? And if you've got the army of the dead marching south on King's Landing. How much time does that give you to get down there, beat them once again, and then have some sort of conclusion after the fact where they're tying up loose ends and we know who's controlling the realm and all all the kind of sort of storyline stuff. So I think just from a pure, I know it's kind of lame, but from a pure time kind of perspective that they, they don't have enough time to tie up loose ends if the Army of the Dead survives this one. Well, you don't think that you get like a Army of the Dead down in King's Landing moment? Well, like two episodes later, and then the last episode is exclusively tying up loose ends? That's really a good point about like, unless they just move from the Army of the Dead marching from Winterfell to King's Landing in one episode, that's a good point. Like, sorry, I had to burp. That's a. That 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 and then so that would be episode four. Either which, either which they'd you, have to just do like a time hop, or they're which, like three months later. Which I'm totally fine with. Do a montage that gets them down there that shows a march. Montage, yeah, get, get a montage. Yeah, like I'm. They're wh- just going to like the twins and killing whoever's left there. Montage. <laughs> but like, I could see them using that where they have to use some sort of like we're going ahead in time because I think it was you that said I could easily see the last episode being like a year in advance. Where they're having babies and stuff, I could see the last one. Yeah, yeah. so the, the the finale. But and it's a good point because then so let's say if they wanted to do it that if they don't want to do a montage version, which sounds montage. incredibly incredibly yeah. cheesy, then that would put them at episode five of the Army of the Undead getting to King's Landing. You could probably settle everything in one episode there, I suppose, and then six would just be the final cleanup episode. But we also haven't heard about – we heard about the Battle of Winterfell. We haven't heard about a Battle of King's Landing. I mean, they would have been really good at keeping that secret, but it wouldn't be as nearly as the scale or anything like that. That's a good point too. Like – Yeah. So I, that's why I think the good guys got to win. Interesting. In Winterfell. It would, it would make my heart, Nick Roush, so proud – if they won and we just knew the final three episodes was were the living versus the living. Yeah. It would it would be amazing. And maybe in your scenario, let's go down this road for a second. Okay. You would get you they would win. Mm-hmm. Episode four would be them just basically being like, Oh shit. We like, did it. <laughs> well, that and also like everybody's dead. And, and now we've so got many a, dead bodies. They would be mourning. There would be Probably a lot of both yeah. dragons could be dead. Maybe at best you would have just one just of them. Just Drogon alive. Yeah. yeah, and I think you could have an episode four of just like, all right, this this is a disaster, but at least we won. We'll start to rebuild, and then we see like their march on King's Landing or Cersei's marching north of the Golden Company. Yeah, either one, yeah, maybe yeah. both at the same time, and that could be how that episode Ooh, ends. They go to the Trident Part so Two, you, so you know, episode five is that. Yeah, so I, I could. Not bad. Not a not, that that definitely could happen, and I like you using the episodes as maybe a basis for what's happening next. Ha ha! But I also just don't think they're winning this battle because they can't. I it th- almost seems like you know wildfire and King's Landing is going to be what's going to kill them all. 
It would be I would be disappointed if they took that route. That you would take handmade fire over actual dragon fire. It would disappoint me. Hey, it's a it's more it's like a non-magical world. We're going this is it's the uh, battle or is it a song of fire and ice? Yeah, a song of fire and ice. So, we're about to hit the crescendo. This is when the fat lady sings. Yeah, but this is like ice a ton of ice and just a little bit of fire. If you actually had them in the south, then you're getting, then you're getting kind of like of the boat. the uh, the one teaser that had the on the table where they're like meeting in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Then then people say like that was the trident, like where they. That was what they said. Yeah, but I thought it was closer to the neck, but whatever, you know. Potato, tomato. Um, man, that sounded really nerdy right there, debating over Westerosi geography. Um, <laughs> hey, that's why we're the number one Kentucky. Uh, number one Game of Thrones podcast sweeping in, America in, in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 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 at least what I think. Do you think that there's uh there's talk of a secret episode? Yeah, that's Are actually you... pissing me off. <laughs> Is it getting your hopes up? Or yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shut up about it. It's not happening. All right. And if it does, then we can all celebrate together. Then but we're gonna lose our freaking for minds. the love of God. Let's not even. Oh shit! It may already be planted. Let's not <laughs> let's, let's not plant that seed in my head, you all, because that's gonna suck if we actually think that there's a possibility of that happening and it won't. No, I do not think it's happening. Okay. Okay. I but if it does, mm. I will gladly eat crow and be incredibly thrilled about it. A white crow? No. Oh, okay. They have those in Game of Thrones. It's white actually Walker. white raven. White Walker. That's oh. Me. Let's answer some questions, All TJ. Right. I've got uh, – you have some pulled up right now, or you want me to get to them? I've got some. I don't know if they're any good. I haven't read them at all. So. Um, oh, actually, we answered Patrick's question. Does Bran and Tyrion have something planned out during their chat session? I think Tyrion might. I don't know about Bran. Um, may, and I don't know why Bran would trust Tyrion and not just tell everybody what the plan is. Unless it's uh, to take a page from the Avengers, which I know I don't think you've watched that. Have you? Uh, yeah, I have. So the uh, the last one, whenever Doctor Strange is like, I just played out a hundred thousand different scenarios, and this is the only one that'll work. And it's the one where they have to let uh, I, I, f- I forget the Guardians of the Galaxy guy, our friend from Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. When Chris Pratt just loses his mind, they basically have him, and then he loses his mind. Maybe it's something where Bran tells Tyrion, "It has to go this way, and I have to get taken for us to be able to win." Or something like that. That's not a bad idea. Maybe, maybe that's the, the plan yeah. they're hatching. Uh, I've got Chris Davis asked one that we can answer very quickly. Okay. If you could just have one couple live out of Grey Worm and Masindai. Great John, question. John and Desera. It, no, it's not really. John and Desera, uh, D- Danny, uh, Tormund and Brienne, and Grey Worm and Miss. Oh, no. One is Gendry and Arya. Sorry. I missed that. See, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you said you're a big Baratheon, Stan. Stannis, if you will. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you said Baratheon Arya. I'm probably going to do the ones that had the, the dragons. The one that, yeah, had the <laughs> freaking dragon. Yeah, yeah, I would say the same thing. But too. yeah, Gendry and Arya would be second. Tormund, Tormund and Brienne are fun, but like. But that's not anything. Yeah, and then Masinda and Grey Worm, one, not practical. Two, uh, we only would want it because she's hot. And I don't think that's the right moral reasons behind yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. We're, um, we're not pigs. No, no, not at all. Um, a question from Adam. Does the Night King head to King's Landing with Viserion? Ooh, maybe Old Town. He wants to get rid of, rid of Westeros and its history, so maybe. 
And that goes to our friend No Fart Nick's theory that the Night King, this is just like a distraction. Yeah, it's. I was kind of high on that with No Fart Nick from Illinois, who, if you all don't listen to our radio show, Kentucky Roll Call, he uh, he's he never farted around his wife. Bestowed upon us that he has never <laughs> once passed gas in front of his wife's. Uh, somebody that he's been with for I think like a, like eight years, seven years, <laughs> 11, long eleven time. years. Yeah, no it, farting. It, not a single fart in front of one another. To the point where like he, uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it was painful hearing him tell this story too about how shamed he is just thinking about passing gas in front of his wife. Yeah, he was we were like, Why don't you just do it? And he was like, Gross, no way. <laughs> so, I can't do it. And yeah. I was like, What if she did it to you? And he'd be like, I would be disgusted. <laughs> it's like, dude, you, everybody farts. Everybody poops. Yeah. Everybody poops but you. Uh yeah, I so I, I really believe that theory, but it seems like it's lost momentum. It hasn't really lost momentum for any other reason besides the fact they haven't like led on to it at all they haven't shown like one they haven't teaser. Shown anything but that would be a good way to drag it out have yeah you know two birds in in one hand yeah and they kill cersei or they kill know, cersei yeah. but maybe he dies from dragon fire and or, or, or wildfire and king's landing blows up that way boom you take care of king's landing that would almost maybe be too quick if they did it that way and also couldn't you see it like the the people at Winterfell are like completely overwhelmed. They've got nowhere else to go. They've only got like six people with Valyrian steels, and you still have like 50,000, 75,000. And then right at that moment in King's Landing, the Night King gets killed, and all those people drop. That'd be pretty wild. They couldn't, like, you know, Game of Thrones does a lot of like last, uh, you know, a lot of shows do, yeah. movies do it, like, what, like, literally down to the last second, and they're, and they're saved. Uh, the one reason why I don't believe it is because they planted the brand GPS thing on us last episode. Yeah. And yeah, oh, at that, this and point. That's, that's what I should have mentioned as well. That's yeah. a good point for that no fart Knicks theory that I also believed in yeah. isn't going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, you can only do so much misdirection when you've got to tie things up. Like, as we said at the beginning, time, time is of the essence. Yeah. Um, Luke says over under how many main characters die and who. We went we, through yeah, a we lot of them. A lot. Let's see if there's a few other if ones. If there was a line, though. Um, oh, I saw a great bet that does somebody die by 9.15 Eastern time. And the under was like minus 110. I would say absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're sending Grey Worm right I think the it. better one would be like 9.06. Or like 9.09. No, I mean not, like 9.06. Because that's what I think. Well, I'm thinking – Hey, well, we can have a difference of opinion, man. All right. <laughs> this is your opinion, man. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if it was over under at main character death, so let's say there's 15 of them. I think that's how many we did in that death pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, over under seven. Of that 15 in that one group? Yeah. I, I don't recall who they are off the top of my head. Um, I don't even recall what I put. I probably didn't put over seven. I probably had more living, but now see, it had five, nine, fourteen, nineteen. Had nineteen people on that list. Had that many people on there? Huh. Good for me. So who what's the over under six? Well, let's say seven and a half. I think over. What would you put it at? I would probably put it at ten? Probably put it at uh ten nah nine. Yeah. I'd probably put it at nine. Or nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. We'll go with nine and a half. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's probably the safe line because we mentioned like four who are just definitely going to get knocked out. 
and then it comes down to like, do they really want to keep Gendry around and like? Oh, and another theory too about Arya not dying. I mentioned how like that'd be kind of a waste of the face stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mila, the Red Lady, Melisandre. Yeah, she's been. Where's she at? You know how she was like, "We'll meet again." Yeah. You've got eyes, different colors, blind. We'll meet again. I've got. Sagibu. So she was at Dragon Some of Varus, right? They were. Yeah, they were just like brooding. And Varus is back. But she. We do not know where she no. is. And also, uh, she's. She has maybe something to do with Varus's death, possibly. Maybe not necessarily her. Because the same gods coming for him. Yeah. So, hmm, interesting. In very interesting. Ooh. So maybe I don't think Arya's dying, but uh, I don't know. I think Davos does. Theon does. Brienne does. Tormund does. Uh, Jorah does. Grey Worm is long gone. Uh, I think you could even maybe see Missandei die. Uh, I think Missandei. I think you could see. I think you could see Gilly die. I don't know if I'd predict it. She looked pregnant. I thought she looked pregnant in the last episode. Do you notice that? You think him and her and Sam have been pounding? Why not? Macers do it all the time. Nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think, I don't know how many people I just said, but. You said a lot. There's possibilities. Oh, Nick, Nick has a nice little, this is not no fart, Nick. Cersei first to go, become this, the Night wait, Queen. This Nick farts? N- yes, he does fart. Are you sure? Become the Night Queen and then Jamie kills the Night Queen. Could happen. I don't think it happened in this episode. No, no, it wouldn't. Our little preview. It's fun doing a preview one. I know, it is. No nope. time constraints. We're at the Walker household. Pretty nice. Having a good time. Yeah. Um, my thought is that the dead in the crypts are awakened, and it's not Grey Worm in battle, but Masende in the crypt who dies in that ship. And he visits their tropical beach getaway in homage to her when everything is done. Just imagine, like, Grey Worm in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> with, with Mojito Mac having a nice tall <laughs> margarita. Oh, would be nice. Yeah. And he's just thinking back about the good old days when he it's used like, to scissor up on. And like creep along with her when she was naked in yeah, the water. Yeah. People forgot about that. People do forget about that, but she was not mad about it. No. Not mad in the slightest. Yeah, I could also see like that happening, but then again, he he's goes in like a dying. lover's rage and yeah. tries to take on like a million of them and dies. Yeah, he's dead. Um,. Kyle also had, but if the Night King is tied in with Bran, he would possibly know a dragon was on the way, and he needed one. So he held the troops back to ensure the dragon was there. And he could aim Olympic Javel and the other ones to death. I don't, I don't really know where that was going. It confused me. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> Pass. Um, hmm. uh, that's, I think that's a good spot. Um, so you don't think any you, you basically kind of said you do think main characters are going to die but you don't like some of the big wigs top of the top so uh, what, what's your what's i stop, just want to say wa- stop waffling what, let me let me put it this way too My, michael has a, a good observation that we should consider not a question but an observation when those six went on the other side of the wall they were holding off the army for a while and it was only six to eight of them the dead don't seem to be very good at fighting and if these guys have Pretty much all of the Valyrian steel that you can get your hands on in the Seven Kingdoms, and uh, just all of the dragon glass everywhere. They're going to do a pretty good job at the beginning, right? They're going to do some merkin. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. And then crush our hopes later on. It's just it, it. It seems to come down from like a numbers game. Mm-hmm. And and you know, 
like, and I don't, I don't think they all had Valerian, or did they have Valerian? Like, you know, they really struggled with that polar bear. And yeah, it was just nine of them, or it was more than nine, however many it was. Oh, I forgot about the polar bear. Yeah. But they really struggled with that polar bear. And let's say they had 15 of them, and that's probably too many. But let's say they had 15. I mean, they lost one of them. Yeah. And another one got hurt. Ooh, or giant ice spiders. Yeah, I don't think they're coming. I mean, if they have, if they bitched about the CGI for, <laughs> for, for ghosts, I don't think they're bringing in ice spiders. Uh, ice spiders. But you are going to have like polar bears, and you're going to have mammoths. Mammoth? Mammoth? Is it mammoth? Is it like mam- mam- Mamothy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're going to have giants, a lot of giants, and it's it's just it's going to be. It's, it's going to be real hoot. No, I mean it's not. <laughs> a lot of people are going to die, Nick. It's not funny, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The big ones aren't going to die, even though I did predict that Daenerys was going to die. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> in, the, in the preseason, in my Deadpool, I have Daenerys is dead. Well, not on this episode necessarily. Yeah, no. But that would mean that they lose the that. See, my initial theory that I was going into the season with was the Azora High theory, the got to forge Lightbringer theory, where he's going to have to plunge his sword through her mm-hmm. to make it happen. And some of that was probably having them go back to Pike to like hold up, which yeah. I think that's the best alternative aside from like if if they don't win, they're probably going to go hole up in Pike. Yeah, do wonder what they do for boats. Uh, just hop on the dragon. No, you can't get like a hundred and fifty people on a dragon. Build a little like rickshaw. <laughs> you know, they got them on the back of elephants. I think of like about like the the hay rides for whatever reason. <laughs> oh man. At Hubert's. There's Hubert's. no T. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right, TJ. Are they winning or are they losing? Um, I think they're losing. Oh, man. Is Daenerys going to live? downtown. Daenerys, is she going to be around? She will be around. Okay. So, the big main guys stay around, but they're going to lose and retreat somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're getting the hell out of there. Does Bran's plan work? I, I I think Bran gets kidnapped. I think Bran's plan does not work. They do something to like heroic, and that works. No, that sounds like it would be the opposite. It could be Tyrion's moment to save the day, though. Yeah, but like, wouldn't... <laughs> then Bran could just come back and be like, yeah, I, I actually was right. I did that <laughs> on my own because I knew that... Like, and technically he'd be right... So, no. No, too in deep. Oh, too in deep. We've gone pretty deep in this episode. Like, very deep. To the point where I'm confusing myself. I'm getting nervous, but I'm incredibly excited for this Sunday. Like, it's going to be one hell of a Sunday. What are you going to do for it? I don't know. So, do you want to do some on-air producing? Sure. How are we going to do this? Are we going to try to record straight after? We're not going to do it after the show, so are we going to do lunch? Like, how are we going to... Well... Maybe a business would have us on Monday. That would be cool. At like 10 o'clock, uh, we could do it. If not, I, I say, worst case, why don't we just come back here right after the show. I don't know if that would be too much Lights of a hassle candles. for you. And then that way we could talk. If we need to end up talking about it for an hour and 30 minutes, we talk about it for an hour and 30 minutes. We don't have to worry about getting interrupted. The only thing we got to worry about is Abe maybe a little bit. Or Ghost. He just shows up out of nowhere. No, because Ghost doesn't. doesn't. Oh, yeah. CGI. <laughs> that would be that'd be a good time. 
There you go. Whoa. <laughs> See you into the podcast. Wow. Yeah, who Incredible. Not? Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you think Jamie lives? I don't know if I asked you that. I'm trying to get in our last little few things. Mm, yeah. I think he does. Wow. I think that was his redemption moment. I, I think see. he's the big. I think he's the big main character that ultimately dies. Man, that was. And scary. I can ultimately, I could see him being the King Slayer Part Two and killing the Night King. If Sansa dies, and especially if somehow Zan, Sansa dies trying to defend Theon in any way, shape, or form, I'm not watching the rest yep. of the series. Yep, that's. I'm not watching the rest <laughs> of the series. It's bullshit at that point, and it's not. Honestly, it wouldn't even be worth my time. So don't do that. Game of Thrones. No Sansa. No, nobody really dying for Theon first and <laughs> foremost. But if it's going to be somebody, don't let it be Sansa. Yeah, it's it's also kind of hard for me to imagine Theon being brave at all. No, he's going to be brave. I bet like he he thinks he's going to kill the Night King, and like stabs him, and it doesn't work or something like that. And the Night King comes around and just like slits his throat. But that was just enough time to let like Bran get away on a dragon or something Ooh. like that. Although I think Bran ends up getting kidnapped. But like I feel like they're going to do something dramatic call. with Theon Good where call. it seems like he does the right thing and wins but ends up getting killed. There's going to be a lot of potential heroic moments and some are just going to fail. Yeah, and I, I, I'm kind of excited for Theon to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we all are. So when you you also had a tweet, I think it was I think you were bored on a Saturday or something. You were like, your favorite Game of Thrones character says a lie about you, and somebody said Theon, and I was just like, who are you? That that person does not exist. Nobody's favorite character is Theon. Yeah, I, I went out of here. If that came off as mean person who tweeted that, I had been drinking. Well, you meant it, right? Yeah, it shouldn't. But that was rude to call out somebody just because of their. TV character. Their bad taste. Yeah, that was horrible, that was, horrible that was rude. Taste. I hope they can forgive me. It, horrible taste. I, I stand <laughs> I stand by that, but it doesn't make you a bad person just because you like bad people on TV. <laughs> Actually, it, glad you know, we cleared that you up. You know what? Maybe it does mean you're a bad it, person. I think it does. Yeah. You know what? Screw off, buddy. Uh, I'm kidding. Ali Tucker, who's catching up, like she she'll probably catch up right in time. She's burned through like. Five seasons in two weeks. No, she should have started a little earlier. Yeah, should have started just a little bit earlier. She's like, "Can Grey Worm be my favorite character?" And it's like, you know what? That's like saying cereal is your bre- best, your favorite breakfast food. Like, Ooh, I love cereal. When, but there's bacon out there. You know, like you can't. You got to have something with a little more pop. You know, it's bland and it's delicious at times. But you know, you can you can do better than that. Have you ever had cinnamon toast crunch? I have, but mm. you know, you can't really eat a drought. You can eat bacon on anything at any time, and it's technically a breakfast food. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, man. It's just your opinion, man. All right. Hey, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Enjoy uh, the episode. We hope you all don't freak out too much um, because I will be. I will be in uh, very stressed out Sunday night. Let's just say that. But it's yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we hope you all tune in when we come back next week for another episode of Kentucky Thrones Radio. Okay, I got it.